Welcome to the Travelling Music Therapist podcast. My name is Yuki and I'm a registered music therapist from Western Australia. Today, I have travelled all the way to the northern suburbs of Perth to talk with Louise Miles. And it does feel like a little bit of a road trip because in Perth, if anywhere is over a 30-minute drive, it's sort of like, oh my goodness, we're going to the other side of Perth. I have always lived south of Perth, so it does feel like I am in a little bit of foreign territory right now. But I am so excited to catch up with Louise, so I do hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome to podcast episode number four of The Travelling Music Therapist. Today I am joined by the wonderful Louise Miles. Thank you so much for joining me, Louise. No worries, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Could you just, um, I guess, outline for our listeners what your current role is as a music therapist? As a music therapist. Yeah. So currently I am working at the Children's Hospital in Perth, Mm -hmm. soon to be called Perth Children's Hospital, actually. Oh, that's exciting. Um, When's that happening? In November, hopefully. Oh, well, <laughs> they never go to plan, do they? <laughs> I don't think things ever. I don't think anything's ever go to schedule. But mm. you know, we'll see. We're, mm-hmm. we're optimistic. Yeah. We can't wait to be in the new building. So yeah. yeah. So I work at the moment primarily on the oncology unit there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And you're a senior music therapist. I saw. I just did a little. Um, I went onto your LinkedIn page. Actually, I don't know if it says senior music therapist on there, but I think it does in your email signature. Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, look at that, senior. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and you've been there for quite a bit now, like 10 years? Yeah, right? 11 actually. 11, Yeah, wow. so just gone by in May this year. Mm-hmm. So 11 years doing the and, wow. so, and the position's been funded the whole time by Red Kite. That's so amazing. It's yeah. pretty cool. So Red Kite have funded... A few music therapists around Australia at the children's hospitals everywhere. Yeah. There's about yeah. six, seven, is that right? Five, six? I don't know. Ooh, yeah, I think it is. I think there are about six of us. So mm-hmm. um, every every so Brisbane, Brisbane, Sydney, um, in Melbourne, it's more at the AYA mm-hmm. side of things. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Adelaide as well. So. Yeah, because I think in Melbourne they just have like a <coughs> team of music therapists at their children's hospital. Yeah, that's my dream. Mm, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like a dream. But I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's, a, it's quite a challenging thing to to build a music <coughs> therapy department, and mm. I think that um, probably Royal Children's in Brisbane and certainly Royal Children's in Melbourne have benefited, I guess, from having training courses in those mm. states, and I yes. think. Mm-hmm. When I've spoken to both the people that were involved in setting up music therapy departments in those hospitals, you know, they they will both say that it was in tandem with the training program. Mm. So I think yes. that's the challenge here. Yeah, yeah. well, um, I don't know if I should mention this, but when I was having a chat to UWA and also WAPA, the head of music at both of those universities are very, very interested in, um, you know, in the future having a music therapy course over here. Yeah. So, yeah, well, we can well, that would make be a dream. exciting, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be I think exciting. we've tried, we've tried a few times to get something really? up and running over mm-hmm. here. Okay. Over the, I, I know that um, Linda and Catherine, when I first moved over here in 90, yeah, let's not think about um, <laughs> They were they were talking to UWA yeah. and mm-hmm. um, also to Edith Cowan. Yeah, but we just couldn't. We didn't have the numbers, and yeah, yeah, it is a little bit chicken and egg mm-hmm. in terms of you know you need to have for a course to survive you need to have interest from students and and people to supervise them. Yes, 
because I think that was the big thing that the universities were saying, well, mm. if you can't provide placements, then we can't yeah. set up a course. Mm. But what you were talking then... about before is, you know, <laughs> if we could set up a course, then possibly we could think about having, you know, a position created yeah. like um, what they used to have at UQ and what they have now in Melbourne. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mm. And, I, and I think, you know, there's more... <clears throat> There's interest now in, in exploring different options in healthcare too. Yeah. So and, and broader in broader support from a a government <laughs> point of view potentially. Yeah. So who knows what's possible. Yeah, but. well there's definitely a growing interest in WA. Yeah. I was so excited. Um this week I actually picked up four brand new clients. Yeah. Out of I don't know where. They found me. <laughs> um, one said that they found my name on the AMTA website. Yep. One was referred to me from an NDIS uh, person. I don't think he was a planner, but he was like a support worker or something. I'm um, at yep. the NDIS and they knew about me. So they yep. referred a family to me, which is wonderful to see yeah. that system sort of getting, you know, put in place. Absolutely. Um, and the other two were just, I don't know, they just found me. Yeah. So yep. something must be working. Um, people are finding out about music therapy, which is so yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and I think Slowly but surely, be, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I think there's definitely potential for uh, work to increase in WA for music for sure. therapists. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think so. And I think now that we've got... You know, we're into double digits now. I know. Of people and We've got a decent number now. Yeah. And, and I think there just are so many more ways of getting getting the word out there now right. than, there, than there were. Exactly. And that's so. why I've got my podcast going um, and I've got my YouTube channel and yep. Twitter and yep. Facebook and all of that. So, yep. yeah. Trailblazing. Mm -hmm. oh, well, I'm part <laughs> of the, um, the social media's committee of the MTA. Okay. Yeah. So we're like a, a new committee. It used to be the communications, uh -huh. um, but it sort of really, <laughs> they didn't quite get um, much done, I guess, as, yeah. they, as much as they wanted to. And they just thought, you know, because the secretariat does all the, you know, the news bulletins and that kind of thing, um, we should probably push it more in that social media field because that's sort of where we're going you know mm -hmm. in this generation so yeah sure. so you probably sense. hear some exciting things from us hopefully yeah there's only three of us in the committee <laughs> we're very cute <laughs> well you know what everything in amta starts small and mm -hmm. and grows from there and it, yes. it's you know i've seen a lot of things gain momentum mm -hmm. over time so yeah i wanted to ask you how has music therapy changed in wa over this you know the time that you've been here so 10 plus years yeah you? um well i guess when i first moved over as a new graduate there were only three of us here in wa That's and amazing. We, so that was yeah. you catherine and linda and linda oh, yeah so has linda always been south yes Delta? yeah okay yeah, yeah so yeah. she's always linda been Blythe. i guess country wa yes yeah. um so I, yeah so there was only two of us in the metro area mm -hmm. and um yeah, and it really was very much a, you're a what? <laughs> hey, we still get that. Yes, but... <laughs> absolutely. But I think um, what I've noticed a lot now is that when I, when I get that sort of question, I can say, well, it isn't just me. It's mm -hmm. not something unique to, yeah. to what Louise does. It's something that there are a whole network of people yeah. doing mm -hmm. within WA, and this is taking off. And, and I think... You know, we've been able to get music therapy into a lot of different sorts of settings mm -hmm. that 
that before was only pretty much we were managing a few jobs in aged care and yeah. a few jobs in sort of special education but it really was mm -hmm. and probably still is a little bit word of mouth yeah but that was a very slow process mm -hmm. 20 years ago compared to what it is now yeah so i think yeah. um there's 14 <laughs> of us now mm -hmm. i think out of those 14 at least 12 of us are actually practicing which is huge mm. um it's huge. and that's yeah. not including some people who i don't know if they're still registered but they're definitely not practicing sure so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's exciting um it's a yeah. it's a unique thing i think for the music therapy profession too because i think mm. most of us are women yes and for the most part you know people do tend to work part-time mm -hmm. um because they have other commitments yes of course with and, and you know i think i've noticed each of us go through that stage of mm -hmm. just being flat out yeah for the first couple of years after graduation and then you sort of sort of can't things sort of calm down a bit so that's mm -hmm. probably but i guess what i have seen grow even more in the last few years is that people are really trying hard to not just have an hour here or there to mm -hmm. actually value yeah. value mm -hmm. what they do mm -hmm. much more and articulate better what they do yeah mm. yeah it's so exciting yeah. um so were you studying music therapy before you had your children then were you already practicing before yeah, yeah. Oh, okay so i wanted to ask you how has having children sort of changed your the way that you work because i think a lot of people do say that you know it's just totally changed how they think about things you know just life in general yeah that's a really interesting question mm. um i think um it's probably just similar to lots of other life experiences mm -hmm. really i think you can you can learn a lot out of a book yeah but you just get such a more uh, a richer appreciation mm of those kinds of things yeah. when you're living it yeah, yeah and i think probably that would be for me watching what they you know so-called normal child development yeah, yeah. over time as opposed to reading about it in a book mm -hmm. and experiencing perhaps what it might be like yeah yeah to be in a, in a parent child dyad and but also then having an appreciation for how different it is for every single person mm. that it's not yeah it's yeah. not the same <laughs> not it's not all. the same and, and and witnessing i guess that that continuum and, mm. and those variances within that yeah. yeah has it been very difficult i guess working in a setting in pediatric oncology with having children yourself and like you know you'd obviously empathize a lot and there'd be so much transference how do you how do you go about working with you know such sick children yeah look it is hard sometimes because mm -hmm. i think you, you naturally do see similarities yeah um in the children that i work with that uh, sometimes there will be something that reminds me of one of my kids or mm. but i think it's awareness of that is yeah. really important and yeah. just keeping a check on it and having a good support network around you. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. being, being able to download with your colleagues and yeah. um, if, if anything, it probably gives me an appreciation for my kids' health. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. 
And you've got a really nice sort of setup at um, the Children's Hospital there where you're sort of residing in the occupational therapy yep. department. Yep. And so you've got all your OTs to, you know, have a chat yeah. to and yep. debrief with. Um, Absolutely. I, I have a fantastic support network mm -hmm. and, you know, both from the OTs and also the Clean Psych on our ward. And, yep. and I think those people are what make it possible to do the job really yeah, yeah. for such a long time mm. yeah because I was there um, a few years ago when I was doing my study with my student yeah. prac so I did a clinical placement with you and I feel like I learned a lot in that placement um, just about I guess um, the importance of supervision the importance of actually talking to um, someone um, and not trying to deal with all of those emotions that you do go through by yourself. Um, just because it can be very confronting, you know, to be working with very, very sick children. And a lot of the time, they're just so sweet. I feel yeah. like the sweetest people end up in the oncology department. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a bit biased. I don't know. But, um, you know, around well, that they, time. They are, they are great, you know. And I think those, those kids are our, they're our teachers. Yeah. And I, and I think that comes from knowing that, as a music therapist, you're bringing you're bringing something that is you know perceived by a lot of people to be joyful and, mm -hmm. and happy. But um, you know, I had um, I had someone media wise refer to it recently as you know, what's it like to be so upbeat all the time? Mm -hmm. And and I sort of had to say, well, we're not upbeat all the time. Mm -hmm. Some of the time, absolutely, yeah. but it reflects normal life. Mm. You know, you you have your down times, you have your up times, and yeah. and I think that's probably one of the the qualities of of the music therapy experience is that we're trying to normalise things. Yeah, 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 especially in that hospital setting, mm. um, it's all about just trying to normalise that mm. process, and you know, making the hospital not such a scary place. Mm. Um, yeah, how would you describe what you're trying to do for those children there in the hospital? I like to think that what I'm doing is helping them to access something of themselves that's, that is their wellness mm -hmm. and that that they can do even though they're hooked up to a drip or yeah. that um, that gives them some sense of holding on to their identity mm -hmm. outside of being sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's really important for the parents as well because mm. obviously what they're going through is so tough and um, for them to even just have a little moment out of the day where they can see their child as, you know, just in being well and being happy and, mm. um, you know, being able to engage in something like music, um, I think is really special for those parents there. I was wondering if you could share maybe one memorable music therapy experience. With me. It doesn't have to be um, your current <laughs> job. It could be, yeah, know, sure, in, yeah, in sure. the past. Um, probably, yeah. There's one that sticks with me that um, when I and I some, when I get asked that question, mm -hmm. I often this pops all into mind. It was a session that I did very early on working at the hospital, and um, there was a young girl. She was about four years old. Mm -hmm. And um, she had acute myeloid leukemia. Mm -hmm. And so she was uh, at the state in a stage of her treatment where she was being isolated from um, all the other children. Um, and 
she I think she must have been in about the the third cycle of her chemotherapy treatment and mm. she was getting a bit over it yeah. she um, had had enough of being poked and prodded and um, not being allowed to go outside and see anybody and so yeah. she was letting the world know about that mm -hmm. as lots of three and four year olds <laughs> do yeah and had hidden herself under the covers of her bed mm -hmm. in the hospital and was refusing to talk to anybody mm -hmm. including her parents because yeah. being a four-year-old they were the people that she could blame mm -hmm. for this yeah. that she was pretty cranky with them and her mum was really quite distressed because she felt that she you know as parents they're making decisions about their child's care and, it, and it's you know they they she did feel as though she had brought this on her daughter mm, which is so not true yeah um but it was a difficult dynamic i guess and and i said well d do you mind if i go in and and try and see what we can do and so i got mum's permission and i went in there just with my guitar and um didn't didn't ask anything of this little girl just said hi mm -hmm. to this child and I'm just going to play a song and if you if you want to join in that's okay but if you don't you don't have to mm -hmm. and so I stood near her bed and um, played this song which I knew she liked from previous sessions and um, very very slowly after we got through to about the second verse this little eye sort of poked up <laughs> out from under the blankets and she looked at me and I just just kept carried on what I was doing, didn't require anything of her. And slowly but surely, I think it, it the music just got the better of her and she just couldn't help herself. She had to join in. Yeah. And so by the end of the session, the covers had come off. She was up on the bed dancing to the blue. The song was the bluebird in and out the window. Mm -hmm. um, and she used to sing it with her friends at school. Oh, kindy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and I think it just was such a powerful moment because it was just about the the impetus was the music was mm -hmm. this song that she loved mm -hmm. and it, it it brought her out of that that yeah. shell that she created yeah. for herself and she was able then to to be herself mm. is is how i saw it and to yeah. be, be with her mum again and mm, to be able to yeah. engage it's just a really beautiful moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so. Yeah. No, it is a beautiful moment that when you see that transformation from them being so closed mm. to you know just wanting to enjoy what's happening in the present. Yeah. And um, yeah, I definitely found that when I was working with you um, during that clinical placement, I remember there was that one little boy. Um, he must have been around four or five as well. But it was his first admission into hospital and he just hated it, mm. hated it. And he, um, I think, also had that kind of personality where he just didn't want to talk to any new person. Mm. He hated all the doctors just because, you know, they're the ones that, are, mm -hmm. you know, making, like you were saying, like with the little girl, she would blame the parents because, you know, that's them doing this to her. Um, and yeah, the doctors and the nurses will be the ones, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. hooking him up to the drip and all of yeah. that. And so he <laughs> was just one of those children that um, when we first had um, that big meeting with all the, the medical staff, that the doctors flagged him 
as <laughs> OT, you need to do something with him because <laughs> we can't get close to him. We can't even enter the room without him screaming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, really kudos to the OTs. <laughs> they yeah. get pushed a lot of, you yeah. know, those patients. Go in there and wave your magic wand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. um, so who was it one of the ot's there was like oh you could you want to have a go you know just um see what you can do with music therapy with this little boy and i went in the very first time that i saw him i just sort of brought the i think it was like the ukulele or something and it looked really fun and he was just like he was just playing on his um game boy or ds or something i don't know and then (laughs) he looked up and um i was like can i sit next to you and he was like yeah, like he nodded his head and I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting somewhere. And then I played a few songs and then he started um, singing. His mum wasn't there. Um, I think they were just having a chat with the doctors or something. And she came back and she was just like, oh, you've made a friend. Like she was just so surprised that he was even letting anyone into his space. And um, yeah, so that was really big for his family because he didn't talk to anyone outside of his family while he was in hospital. Even then, like sometimes he wouldn't want to talk to his parents. And then um, a few days went by and there was one day where I was um, playing music with him. Mm-hmm. And then his doctor, his cons- um, consultant came into the room and I was like, oh, hello, doctor, blah, blah. And then I was like to the little boy, I can't remember his name. Ooh shouldn't mention names anyway on a podcast but I was like oh say hello to Dr blah blah and then he was like hello and then he just realized that he had just said hello to this doctor and he just closed (laughs) up again he was like oh my gosh what am I doing (laughs) but yeah so many of those moments like you really do um, music is just so powerful in that way where Mm -hmm. it just sort of lets you engage with other people so naturally and Mm -hmm. um, you know just build on those social skills yeah even when everything of else about that environment is different and scary mm. yeah, yeah that and like you're saying like in those situations music is something that can be familiar mm. and right. and also something I think you can you can choose to either actively or passively participate mm. in and, yeah. I, and I think and even just that word choose yeah isn't it I think in an environment where you're being asked to do a lot of stuff and you have no choice mm-hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely um so i wanted to ask you how did you find out about music therapy how did you come <sighs> to study this course wow so that was at the university of queensland wasn't it when you yeah studied? it was mm-hmm. it was so um it was <laughs> it's kind of a funny funny journey really um so way back in the dark ages um when i was in year 11 and 12 we had this um unit called music in the community and i had a a teacher for that who was an off trained pedagogue Mm -hmm. and he had us go and do a six-week program in a preschool for autistic children okay which was quite close to the high school and so you know a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds what no actually not even 18 16 Mm. and 17 year olds what did we know all we knew was a few songs and we went in there and and did that and um after in about the middle week of that that program 
this one little boy who hadn't uttered a sound mm -hmm. since his birth just decided to start singing the songs with us. Wow. And it just the excitement that went around that room that time I went, I need to know more about this. <laughs> and that teacher put me in touch with um, Alan Lem, mm -hmm. who was just starting to run a series of workshops. I think it was funded by the dance something association in camp this is in Canberra yeah yeah um, and so I went along to a, a workshop once a month for a year and it was it was just amazing so um, he had organized for Helen Schumach and mm -hmm. Denise Grokey and uh, all big names in music all the big all yeah. the big guns all came <laughs> along and did did lectures and and I think through that I found out about the training course and um, so yeah, so yeah, long story short, ended up auditioning as a, yeah. to do the postgraduate training in Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that was already a postgrad at University of Queensland? Yeah, it was, yeah. Because so, I know it used to be an undergrad. And then they it had both. Oh, I they see. They had both. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I ended up doing it as a postgrad because I decided to go and do an undergraduate music degree mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I was training alongside undergrads as well. And I, yeah. I can't actually recall when they stopped doing <laughs> undergrad training in Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. I don't actually know. So did you actually move to Brisbane then? To, mm. You must have had to. Yeah, yeah. had to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was, no on, there was no such thing as online. As, you know, blended <laughs> learning. No, that's only eight. <laughs> that's giving away how old I am now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because the University of Melbourne only really, really recently started doing mm. that, maybe about five years ago. Yeah, true, mm. true. Yeah. And it's so. been such a great addition to... Yes. It's been wonderful because I studied yeah, through that access. method, mm. yeah. especially in WA because we're so far mm. from the eastern And that's states. something that's been so great that's changed for us in WA too mm -hmm. is, you know, when I first came here and people would get so excited about the idea and how do I train as a music therapist and mm -hmm. you say, well, you have to move to Melbourne or Brisbane or yeah. Sydney <laughs> and they go, well, why would I do that? Yeah. So, a few people did. Mm -hmm. um, and then they haven't come back. Haven't come back. <laughs> Which is sad too. But <laughs> I, I think, you know, that's, it's an interesting phenomenon though, isn't it? I mean, mm -hmm. I think we, we talk about, you know, music therapy is a, you, you, something that you have to be very passionate about and to be, to work in the field. Yeah. But I think also, like any job, it's, not your whole life mm -hmm. and I think you make the decisions of where to practice based on other factors in your life don't yeah. you so mm -hmm. and I can you know it, it does make me sad that mm -hmm. that we had some or that there are some wonderful therapists out there who did live here yeah but <laughs> oh well you know I didn't live here and I ended up here yeah yeah so, so how did you um move over to WA um, because my husband's a geologist. Oh, I see. So he came over so, for work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. He, but you love it here in Perth? I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Wouldn't change a thing. Because probably, um, look, it was really hard to mm -hmm. begin with. I was, you know, as I said, I was one of so few and I was yeah. similar to probably what you're doing. You know, you're out there trying to promote mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, I didn't have the internet to use yeah. at that point it <laughs> yeah, really that literally was 
going out and knocking on doors and wow, making really. making connections at yep. offering workshops mm -hmm. networking yeah the old-fashioned way wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I can't even imagine how that must have been like I I feel like it's hard now but you know it's yeah. no nowhere compared to what you must have gone through really pioneering music therapy in WA um, can you just tell me a little bit about your experience as being the president of the Australian Music Therapy Association? Yeah. So that was um, how many years ago? Five, six, possibly? Because that was before yeah. Felicity. Yeah, so just Felicity took over from me. Yep. Thank goodness. Thank you, Felicity. That's <laughs> Felicity Baker. Now she's in Melbourne, but she was running um, the course over in the University of Queensland. Yeah, she yeah. was for yeah. a few years there as well. Yeah, mm. I think she she's always been a Melbourne a Melbourne girl. Mm -hmm. So it was a bit of a brief sojourn up to Queensland. I yeah. think she needed some obviously needed some warmth and sunshine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was so yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a funny mm -hmm. story ending up in that position as well. I think mm -hmm. it was it was at a time in the association where things were. Um, I think a few of us had noticed that the the uh, senior, and I say that in terms of experience, not age, mm -hmm. for those that are maybe wondering, <laughs> um, a lot had contributed so much and and weren't in a position to offer more. And then those in, I guess, my generation were some were actually really branching off into other careers and and moving away from music therapy and okay. i think we there was an opportunity there i guess yep. to to try something completely different for the association and yeah. and i put my hand up and i got the job as yeah. as a lot of times what happens within amta you um yep. uh but it was it was great because we we really literally did have a a national yeah committee. We had yeah. myself over here. We had a secretary in mm -hmm. Sydney. We had a treasurer in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. We had a vice president for a while in Brisbane. Yeah. And and I think it really gave a a richness to yeah. to the association. And mm -hmm. and I think people really valued that there was somebody there that could speak to their experience of what it was like in their city mm -hmm. to be a music therapist. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to see that happen again one day. Wow. So meetings yeah. would have been a nightmare to organise. Was um, it just all phone yeah, call? The, yeah, the different, the different time zones were pretty challenging yeah. and, and my kids put up with quite a lot because <laughs> I think, you know, we... Yeah, we, he's nodding his head over there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They they grew up pretty much with mm -hmm. mummy having telephone conferences mm -hmm. at once every couple of weeks and yeah. being in WA it always had to be a little bit um, later. Oh no, earlier. No, fast. No, yeah. Yeah, earlier, sorry. yeah. So it was always about five or five thirty in the afternoon, which as anyone with young children would know, is not the best time to be trying <laughs> to cloister yourself in a room and get some privacy yeah. and quiet to, <laughs> to chair a meeting. Yeah. But, you know, we it, it worked and we did it. And, um, yeah, I think they were, they were both, I was secretly probably quite glad when I stopped doing that role. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. No, that's amazing, though, to have a, a president from WA. 
especially yeah. when there's so few of us as well. But I think that we do sort of need to hear, you know, have our voices heard. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think it, it, it helped a lot on on both sides of the the perspective, I guess. Like from a national perspective, I think it made people realise that there was actually a growing group of RMTs yeah. over here that were passionate about advancing the profession and, mm. and that sort yeah. of thing. And, and I think also from a WA point of view, it helped grow mm. things here because people could say, oh, oh, you work at the hospital, but you're also the president of the association. Oh, yeah. there's an association. And yeah. so I think it, it was beneficial on lots of yeah. fronts. Definitely. Yeah. I guess with me being the state representative mm. at the moment, I totally Great. understand that because, you know, whenever I talk to clients or anyone, interested you know I tell them you know I'm a little bit important <laughs> and then they're like oh wow there's actually an association and mm. then that's how you can you know sort of really get through to people that we are quite established now yeah. um, you know last year being the 40th celebration of the yep. AMTA yep. and we've definitely grown mm. um, and yeah you can really see it's that an opportunity WA. to talk about the the professional background of mm -hmm. the of the degree and the, and the qualification yeah. isn't it like mm. you it's an op, it, it opens up that conversation about yes we actually have a professional body that's right that yeah. has a standard mm -hmm. of conduct for yeah. therapists and that yeah, has accredited courses yeah and, yeah absolutely. and it's full on too you know it's a master's course now yeah exactly it's only available as a master's course and it's a lot of work you know, I went straight from um, my undergrad into the master's <laughs> and just the level of, just a difference, <laughs> level of study yeah. between master's and undergrad is just completely different. It is a lot of work to become mm -hmm. absolutely a music therapist. So, yeah, yeah no, I'm You glad have to that. really want to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and especially if you're someone that's relocating to one of the mm -hmm. um, cities that do have a course. So, you know, yeah. fingers crossed in the future, maybe we'll have something in WA. Yeah. But, we yeah. Can, yeah, mm. we can be optimistic about those things, isn't it? But, yeah. you know, I recognise too that universities in general are, are struggling. Yeah. In, mm -hmm. the, in the climate at the moment. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, imagine if we could have a conference in WA. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. And that yeah. means that we won't have to <laughs> travel all the way over to Melbourne or Brisbane or yeah. Sydney. Yeah. Um, but you're going to be presenting at this year's conference. How yeah. exciting. Yeah. It's in about a month and a half. Yeah, yes. it's uh -huh. coming up really soon. Yeah, I'm, it's not, I'm, dreadfully nervous and yeah. excited at the same time like I think I'm excited about being having the chance to talk about what we're doing at work and yeah. a program that we started up last year that's continuing so that's exciting is that the yeah. one that Karen's involved in no no so um I'm the paper that I'm presenting on is um some work I did uh, some joint work that I did with one of the OTs mm. and one of the speeches Oh, okay. Um, and it's a playgroup program that we run wow. for the kids. And yeah. we we just piloted it last year to to see what the feedback would be mm -hmm. from families and how it would go. And um, no, we didn't know at the outset whether we would even get critical mass in terms of mm -hmm. kids being well enough to turn yeah. up on the same day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a huge success and we've run it again. <coughs> um, we just started last week with our fourth playgroup program so we've run it every term this year with That's different amazing. groups of kids and 
yeah it's just it will be really exciting to talk about it from the point of view of um, looking at this kind of a program in the acute care setting yeah. just looking at the different aspects of um, interdisciplinary work that yeah. is required to make it to make it work and um, yeah, so I'm just excited to be having wow. a chance to talk about so that. So is that playgroup um, just for the oncology ward then? Just for the oncology ward, yeah. yeah. So, And I think that's something that has been really... The, the feedback from parents has mm -hmm. been it's been so good to come to something where we know yeah. it's going to be okay. Yeah. We're yeah. not going to run into um, kids with the flu or... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because I think that's a huge mm. part of... Um, for families going into the oncology yeah. ward is because that they're actually not really allowed to go outside of that yeah. ward because of you know all the other yeah. other things that you can pick up in a hospital and you know for the all the other wards there's so many things that the kids can get involved in um the mm. hospital will have so many wonderful activities yeah um, absolutely but yeah just especially for the kids in the oncology ward it's it's a bit of a shame that they're not able to do that. So that's wonderful that you guys have that program. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think just so important developmentally for that age group. Mm. I mean, I know that, you know, this is not the first music therapy play group that's ever existed. Yeah. And I think there's, there's a lot of research out there about the benefits yes. of using music with this age group. And, you know, I'm mm. sure there's going to be other presentations at the conference about that. Yes, there um, definitely will be because yeah. Catherine Wilmot, also another registered music therapist from WA, will yeah. be presenting as well on sure. her work um, yeah. with Sing and Grow. And apparently there's two other Sing and Grow um, people from uh, different states though, sure. that will be yeah. presenting on the work that they do with that work as well. So yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It'll be I think it's the common, common themes, but I think there's um, yeah, it'll be interesting to have the chance to talk to people about the yeah. the variations <coughs> that happen because of the setting that you're in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking yeah. forward to conference, yeah. and I've been telling everyone it's my birthday while we're at conference. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So double the excuse fun. for a celebration. Exactly. Plus, yeah. it's going to be in Melbourne, where I have a lot of friends there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's going to be. Melbourne's a pretty fun. cool city. It is. It's yeah. very nice. Actually, my fiance is over there at the moment working. So yeah, it's <laughs> so lots of reasons to pull you in that direction. I then. know. Yeah, he's been hinting for me to move over to um to Victoria, but it's just like I don't know, like what would yeah, what's going to happen? We're getting married soon. Mm. Mm. Yeah, less than a month. Less than a month. Yeah, before the conference. Exactly. <laughs> before the conference. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's so soon. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But the exciting thing is, um, so my podcast is called The Travelling Music Therapist, and this is because uh, we have <laughs> plans to travel next year as our extended honeymoon sort of thing. And so we'll be travelling around America, South America. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast and if you're from the States or South Central America, please get in contact with me because I plan on meeting up with music therapists everywhere, board certified music therapists or registered music therapists, whatever you're called, <laughs> wherever you are. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to have a chat about your experiences being a music therapist and, you know, just gain a lot of insight into um, various varied settings um, of work, but also culturally. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. But uh, we're having a destination wedding. And um, ah. I've already found a music just... therapist <laughs> to start my international podcasting over there. I just got confirmation from them yesterday, so I'm so excited. 
Fantastic. Yeah. But also, um, if you're going to be at a conference in, um, in Melbourne in September and you'd like to be on my podcast, please let me know because I'd be happy to interview anyone, happy to have anyone on here as a guest. Um, but thank you so much for talking to me, Louise. No worries. Great to catch up as well because um, yeah. we often don't see each other face to face. Like We have a lot of email <laughs> correspondence, but... Yeah. Yeah, so um, if anyone had any questions for you, where could they send them to? Happy to talk to people on email or, you know, I'm one of those dinosaurs that doesn't have Facebook or anything like that, but um, I do have a LinkedIn account, so people can contact me there through that Mm -hmm. or, yeah. Great. And if you want to ask me any questions, I'm on Twitter at emptynow underscore yuki and you can also find me on Facebook music therapy now uh, but you can also find me on my youtube channel which is also called music therapy now yep thanks for listening bye